welcome to Long Story Short Podcast, where we reveal short stories of an active, living God who shows up in everyday life. You paid the price for all the world and me. You paid the price for all the world to see. And for those who choose you now, Shalom. 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 Oh, I wish they would all see. When someone says they saw God at work, what do you think about? Did he rescue them from illness, financial difficulty, or job loss? God absolutely does those things all the time. But real life is also made up of joy, sorrow, fear, pain, suffering, blessings, rewards, provision, and loss. All of these intermix to make a life. Our Uncle Ken's life is no different. He is a storyteller, and he could tell you thousands of them. His life stories include heartbreaks and redemption, and some are overflowing with joy. Ken's experience over many years has deepened his faith. He has seen God intricately involved through it all. Ken is also the first to admit that there have been struggles and questions left unanswered. Among his many stories is how his wife, as a young adult, wasn't supposed to live more than a few years after her diagnosis with lupus. But they ended up married and having numerous years together as best friends. His wife, Muggy, had a beautiful spirit. You'd sense it immediately if you had met her. She seemed so full of life even as she battled her disease. At one point, she and Ken visited our home as I laid on the couch, struggling to regain my ability to walk, talk, and even breathe due to my own life-threatening illness. I vividly recall Muggy anointing me with oil and heartfelt prayers for my healing. I I gratefully count that experience as an integral moment in God leading me to walk again. Yet it wasn't all that much later that Muggy ended up losing her own life due to the effects of lupus. Life, death, answered prayer, sickness, recovery, loss. Life is mysterious, unpredictable, and even desperate at times. But it's also full of blessings, provision, rewards, and experiences of grace and love. As Ken shares his story, God doesn't promise us the life we planned. He doesn't show us everything about how he's intervening. Ken would say he often just took it one day at a time, doing his best to be obedient as he waited and watched for God to reveal the next step. It's never been a perfect road, but it's always an adventure and God's love is never missing for a moment. Ken's story inspires us toward living in the present. It impresses us not to wait, but to watch for God's intervention today, even in the ordinary things of life. Like Ken, We want to be obedient and faithful with whatever comes our way. 
I really don't know where to begin this story. I could back up some, oh, 43, 44, 45 years, but that would probably get a little bit too long if I did that. So I'll just jump in back in, oh, 2011. I was, uh, in 2011, my wife uh, ended up in the hospital for uh, an extended period of time. We were living in Georgia at the time, and she uh, she had lupus. She had been diagnosed, that's why I say I could back up, because she had been diagnosed when she was 17. And uh, back then they were told, she was told that she wouldn't uh, live more than about four or five years. So uh, her life was already a miracle, and we knew that. And we had so much enjoyed the fact that she had lived a good many years uh, with occasional hospital stays, but for the most part, um, a good life. And uh, we were active in our church and uh, well-established in our community, and everything was going well. And then she got ill from the lupus, and I almost lost her during that time in early 2011. And as I walked the halls of Emory University hospitals back then, I realized that uh, if, if she were to survive that time when she was in the hospital, that uh, for one, I had an opportunity to retire later that year, that I was gonna retire and we were gonna go do things because I didn't wanna feel as though, uh, to, to have to feel sorry that I hadn't done things that we wanted to do because I was too busy working. And I also resolved that I wanted to do something in the healthcare field of some sort because I had seen so much done for my wife. Well, she did in fact survive that and we went on and in 2012, she had, um, we had the opportunity to take a, a dream vacation, if you will. We, we had purchased an RV earlier that year and we, took off and we went about, in two months, we went 10,000 miles and covered 26 states and just got to saw, see a lot of um, amazing places in the United States. And we had people afterwards saying, you guys still like each other? Yeah, we did. We, uh, uh, we, we, we did like each other a lot. We were best friends. So that was 2012 and then in 2013, um, we, I came, I was diagnosed with some cancer. And throughout all of this, we're looking at um, our faith was, our faith was challenged at times. We're kind of like, well, wait a minute. I thought I was doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but there is no guarantee. Um, and that's where our faith comes into play and our hope uh, for something better. Um, but I went through cancer treatments. I was diagnosed with uh, throat cancer in the tonsils, and they removed my tonsils, and then I had to go through radiation and chemotherapy. But God blessed me during that time to, uh, to come through that virtually unscathed, except I lost an awful lot of weight, which wasn't a bad thing either. Um, so we figured that, okay, so it's been a rough few years, and it's time now for us to... Uh, Enjoy 2014. We're, we're really going to enjoy 2014. Well, at our church, 
my wife had been involved with a mentorship program for the women, and as I sat and listened to their testimonies, I realized, wow, the men need to be doing something like this. So I tried to pass the buck off to some of the other men in the church that I knew about organizing and putting together a mentorship program for the men. And they all said, well, that's a really great idea. Why don't you do it? And I hemmed and hawed about it for a while, and then I finally realized that God kept tapping me on the shoulder and saying, this is what I want you to do. So in early 2014, I, uh, I put together a six-week mentorship program for the men of our church, and at the same time, my wife was getting sick again. So I was uh, a little bit concerned about that. And uh, I'm getting my years mixed up here a little bit. Um, when I when I did the mentorship program, we got a uh, a message from her brother, and he said, uh, "I'd like somebody to come out and take care of my house for about five weeks. I have to go to Vietnam to do some uh, humanitarian work there." And I said, "Well, I think I'll do that." And I kind of looked at that as a reward, if you will. Uh, there's no guarantee that God's going to reward us if we do the things that he, if we're obedient to what he asks us to do. But he, uh, he does do that from time to time. And, and I got to go on this adventure for five weeks out in Durango, Colorado, and uh, experience some truly gorgeous times, some wonderful times with God, some different opportunities to get to know people of different faiths and, uh, and, and to just experience um, a lot of diversity. Um, it was a wonderful time for me, but the thing that probably hit me the most during that time was I received a, an email from a friend from high school, and his wife had just passed away. And, and during my quiet time, it, then I realized that, that God was preparing me for uh, my own wife to leave. I didn't know when it was, but I knew that she was going to be and after I got back from Colorado that year, we uh, set back about our lives, and we made some trips, and it seemed that every time we took a trip or went someplace, she was going to end up in the hospital again, and it just was a continually deteriorating situation. Um, we, uh, she was in the hospital in January of 2015, and in ICU, and but she had always had an amazing ability to recover from these bouts that she had with the disease. But this time it seemed to be different, and the doctors, she had a whole team of doctors, obviously, and they, they were split in their decisions whether they should release her or not, but she had had a lifelong goal to make her 60th birthday, and she was set to turn 60 years old on February 5th of that year. So they said, okay, you can go home, but you have all these things that you have to be doing. And she, uh, she did. She dutifully said about those things. And ended up then a couple of weeks later, she had her birthday party, and it was well attended, and a lot of people came, and they all congratulated her. And it was a very happy time. But about 10 days later, she ended up back in the hospital again. And after that one, she came home in hospice, and 12 days later, she passed away. So the time since uh, March of 2015 has been a difficult walk for me. Uh, God has continued to show up at different times. A young man at church came up to me one day and said, I don't know why, but God is telling me to give you a copy of this CD and DVD. 
and it was of the group Bethel, Bethel Music, and their song, uh, You Make Me Brave, became my anthem during that time. I availed myself of my friends, my church friends, and uh, tried to continue to seek what, what, what it was that God had for me because for that 40-some years that we had been married and together, uh, God had been in our lives, but whatever it was that he had for me for the rest of my life, it didn't include her, so it was, uh, it was very important to me to try to figure out what it was. Uh, in the meantime, I had been going to school comp uh, studying public health at the graduate level, not really knowing why except because I had previously, back in 2011, said I was going to do something in the healthcare field, and public health seemed to be a place to do it. But people were looking at me, and they were saying, you're retired. Where are you, what, are you going to work again? And I said, no, I'm, I don't know. I really don't, but God's going to show me when the time is right. And I was made aware of a medical missions team that would taken trips down to Honduras. And it was, I called the gentleman up that was in charge of the team and I said, um, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm studying public health. And of course, tongue in cheek, he said, well, can you read and write? I said, sure. He said, well, we'll put you to work. So I went and I realized that while I was down there, I spent two weeks in Honduras in April of 2016 and then two weeks again in June and I realized that everything that I was doing had a public health aspect to it. So it was one of those situations where I didn't necessarily know where God was leading me, but he opened the doors when the time was right. And uh, that's, the, that's the way the entire the walk has been since my wife uh, went home to be with Jesus. and. Uh, I have subsequently met a wonderful woman. I didn't actually meet her. I knew her previously. We had attended church with her, and she and I were married on December 31st of last year. And uh, we are anxiously looking forward to what God has for the two of us as we move forward from this. But while all this has gone on, uh, it, it, it seems to be somewhat of a happy ending, and I would say it is a happy ending, except I still have a son who's uh, caught up in drugs and um, the drug world. And that is, he was a miracle when he was born, and he has now, uh, uh, he and his girlfriend have birthed a child who is a miracle in and of herself. So I'm looking at that situation and I'm trying to figure out, God's doing something there. I don't know what it is. Will I ever? get to know what God's work is in all of that. I guess maybe sitting here today is part of it. Um, I may not get to, I, or I may someday get to turn around and look back and go, oh, now I get it. But that's not the promise. God just asks us to be obedient, and that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what my wife and I are working on right now is to just try to be obedient to what God has got for us.
thanks again for listening to another installment of Long Story Short Podcast. We appreciate you, our listeners, for taking time to download, listen to, and tell us how you've seen God taking an active role in your own story. And thanks for checking out our website at longstoryshortpodcast.com. The website offers cloud tags to easily find episodes and related content, including blogs that highlight storytelling techniques. You can read more about us and find ways to contact us directly with questions and comments on your favorite episodes. We look forward to hearing from you. You'll also notice a big yellow donate button on the site. We invite you to help us improve the listener experience. All donations will improve our sound quality and will send the stories to larger audiences. It's not tax deductible, but it provides encouragement for us to continue curating content that you like. The easiest way to hear the show is to simply stream it directly from our website. Or, if you want to take us with you in your pocket or purse, you'll find subscribe links on the site. Subscriptions will add the show to your iTunes podcast player or your iPhone tablet. Android users will find subscription links to players like Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Or you can go old school and click the RSS feed or email follow buttons on the homepage. While you're on the site, you can take an active role in spreading the news of the show. Just follow those subscribe links and write a rating and review of our podcast. When you rate and leave a review, your feedback increases visibility to the show for everyone. You'll find us in Facebook at Long Story Short Podcasts and at Twitter at LS Short Podcast. Or you can find our Facebook and Twitter links under the Follow Us on the site. Our blog and social media channels offer additional curated storytelling content from around the world. You'll learn storytelling techniques and links to original content that will help you improve your own storytelling skills. The point of the podcast is to tell everyone about the things God does. So thank you in advance for liking, sharing, and tweeting links to the stories in your network. Thanks to Les Elias and the Sons of a V, and Jeff Pecora of Good Day Gravity for their musical contributions. You can find links to their music in the show notes. Thanks. Bye-bye.